See if Spectrum lets me down again and shuts off the internet right there in the middle of the show. <laughs> well, if not, I can always take over and start making announcements for people. <laughs> That's what I like about Zoom. You can live stream with a couple of people. And if something happens to one, you're not having to start over like in a hangout with, you know, how that would work. So. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and every time that happens, I ask people if they have anything they want to promote, but promote, I never yeah. get any takers. <laughs> <laughs> the delay. I'm back to you fast. The delay <laughs> saves me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Oh, Julie says there's a new Wix commercial today. That's awesome. Oh, boy. The new Wix commercial is out. is it a new seo contest you know that contest that was kind of weird this time because like last time they just kind of left it open for everybody this time they actually picked who was gonna you know optimize the wix and who is gonna optimize the competing site that seemed kind of shady to me yeah uh, jordan mentions that we look tired i'm I'm actually tired because my eight-year-old daughter had bad dreams all night, so I got no sleep. <laughs> I'm tired because I took a week off from exercising, and then I worked out yesterday. Oh, Jesus, that was painful. <laughs> yeah, I also did a uh, Girl Scout camp with my daughter, uh, and we did a, uh, a six-mile hike that had you know a couple thousand feet of elevation change. So that's pretty tiring too. Wow. <laughs> Do you go up what the Rainier Park or something? Uh Wallace Falls. Oh, okay. All right, let's see. Okay. So everyone's engaging with this, so that's good. That means we got audio and stuff. So let's get started. SEO this week. Welcome everyone to episode 137. My name is Clint Butler and as always I'm joined by my good friend Ted Kibitis. Say hi Ted. Hello. If you guys didn't notice we took a week off. Uh, we went to NFG Rockstars. I got some some notes from that. I'll share some that I want to. Some I'm going to save but, <laughs> uh, but that was a great conference. How did How did it go for you Ted? Uh, well, there's this uh, one nugget drop on reputation management that was killer. So I think that uh, that one made the whole show for me. Oh, sweet. <laughs> but it was pretty awesome. Like I've, I've never seen a conference like that where there was so much information dropped. And I, I was shocked uh, by Craig Campbell's presentation too, because yeah. that thing was definitely not legal <laughs> <laughs> yeah a lot of that i was like man i should probably take my black hat off because this does this dude's like <laughs> there's black hat and then there's going to jail Well, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I get nervous for the uh, conference when people start giving that information to the audience it's like no 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 <laughs> <laughs> So if you are there at the conference, please 
don't do anything illegal. It's just not worth it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Social engineering is not cool. <laughs> Unless it's in, you know, that's your sort of thing, then, you know, do your thing. But I'm just saying. <laughs> uh, let's see what, uh, what we got today. We got 10 stories. Most of them are um, Google announcements, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. It's just the SEO community for the last couple of weeks. Are, uh, you know, I think they're all coming back from summer vacations and such. Uh, I did the Disney trip over in Anaheim, part of the conference. It was like the pre VIP day or whatever you want to call it. Now, I, I think the entire paid, state of California was in that part. <laughs> I would have paid money to get a photo of Clint coming out of It's a Small World. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been awesome. I did that ride 20 years ago and I remember it to this day and I'll never do it again. <laughs> Even my kids are like, this is stupid. <laughs> no, you gotta, you gotta go on that ride knowing what it is and yelling extreme and overreacting to it. <laughs> yeah. You gotta definitely make that ride fun. The star Wars attraction. That was pretty cool. Right in the millennium Falcon. Uh, it's kind of interactive right at the same time uh, that was fun and california adventures as always didn't let down that's where all the cool rides were so i but really we walked 10 miles that day holy hell i really like california adventures at night because of all the the neon and cars land oh uh, yeah, yeah that's like really cool yeah we did the guardians of the galaxy right after it got dark and that building lights up pretty awesome so that was a good time I appreciate it. I want to thank Dory, Jason, Mike, Brad, and uh, or not Jason, Jordan, uh, for putting that conference together and allowing me to uh, attend and speak. So it was it was a good time. Hundred and fifty ish people showed up. I think it was a little less than that, but still, it was a perfect crowd. Not too small, not too big. You get to interact with a lot of people, and I will tell you that there is nothing more humbling than to have someone come up to you and say, "Hey, we watch your shows," and I just want to thank you because you guys changed my life um and that is awesome and you get to do that when you go out to um one when you actually help people you know versus selling to people uh and two when you get out there and, and network and go to these conferences and stuff i'm not a big crowds people so uh typically i'll do like seo rock stars in the spring training but don't let that hold you guys back. PubCon is going on this uh, weekend in Vegas. Uh, as a matter of fact, if you want to get to a conference, I know a lot of people are going to that. And if you want to see uh, or <laughs> meet Craig Campbell and learn about how not to things to not do, then go talk to Craig. that will be a good conversation. <laughs> or if you want step-by-step -step instructions for several felonies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, some of the things I'll go over some of the things at the end of the show, but uh, like we'll get Mike Steffens on here. We're going to get Jordan Pierce on here. I know they're, they're going to uh, sell the recordings for that. So I'm going to get Jordan on here talking a little bit um, when the time comes for that. Uh, and um, let's see who else. There's a couple other people, Lisa, I'm not going to try to pronounce her last name and get her on talking about sales. That was a good presentation. I think a lot of people would uh, get some, um, value out of and there's a few others that i would like to invite stephen kang i was a little disappointed in his presentation one 
his like super nerd level <laughs> and then two i wanted to know how the hell he made that group so fast yeah or so big what are his promotion stuff and he went on a different route for his presentation so um i'd like to get stephen kang on the show too that'd be awesome yeah yeah i chatted with stephen for a couple hours uh at the bar and we just talked you know seo theory and testing methodologies he actually uh operates at quite a high level so he kept me on my toes for sure yeah he's a stupid smart dude i i didn't really try to keep up with that conversation <laughs> uh with him so but i got to meet him shake his hand so that's cool uh presentation of the entire thing i have to say was kyle's not so much because of the information that he gave out because if you've seen you know <laughs> he's my friend but if you've seen a kyle presentation you've seen a lot of the kyle presentations <laughs> and but this time he actually closed it out with hands down i think was probably the best or the most heartfelt um example of why we do this what we do why seo this week exists why fight club exists um why we have no problem sharing and giving free information away um we know that it's you know the stuff that we teach or talk about or um test exam you know those all lead to money for people um and we have no problem giving that away and kyle's presentation the last i don't know ted what do you say the last five ten minutes um those are it's probably the most heartfelt presentation I've heard in a while. And he said he was only going to give it at Rockstars, but hopefully uh, he talks about that for the rest of the speaking year. Well, yeah, you know, Kyle's one of those people that uh, puts a lot of effort into his presentation. Like he will write it and perfect it, and then he'll use it all season long, like variations. He'll tweak it and adapt it. Uh, but I don't see how he can do this conference all year long. I mean, that that one took a huge toll out of him. Yeah, it did. Uh, so, you know, I think that was probably the only time that particular presentation was going to happen. Mm. He'll probably use the data and the facts and for the rest of the season, but you probably won't get that full story again. Yeah, I, I think you know you talked about the reputation and stuff that i give but if you i don't know to me if i was buying the recordings that part right there would would be worth the purchase um but i'll also say thank god they didn't make me go right behind kyle again because i i would have just quit right there <laughs> yeah yeah you know they they you know if they don't want to make anyone feel bad about going after kyle you should probably put me after kyle <laughs> but then you got to feel bad for whoever comes after me <laughs> <laughs> i can overcome those odds but geez, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, you know honestly i probably wouldn't even have been able to spoke, speak clearly for a few minutes after kyle talked so well, yeah, you definitely got to break it up. And yeah. The NFG guys were cool about that. I think they had a 15-minute break after Kyle. Yeah, 15-minute break. You know, the, they held that conference. Uh, it was split. Jordan was the MC, but Mike kicked in in there too, and it kind of, you know, split it up and, and it made it so it wasn't a painful conference fest, speaker fest, or marathon. So um, and I appreciate that too. It was a good one, so. And I, I see the recordings and what comes out of those. 
I was thrilled that we didn't have to do Dory's name game. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I'm not gonna lie. When <laughs> when that didn't go happen, I was celebrating. So I actually had a rum and coke for that. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Dory. <laughs> All right, so with all the chatting, let's get into the stories. Won't be that bad, I promise. Here we go. Hopefully you guys see everything. So episode 137, SSL, sitemaps, and schema. Let's get on with it. This one here, multiple H1s won't get in the way of your SEO. This is uh, John Mueller's latest Ask Google Hangouts. I think this thing will not die is like I, I don't understand why this topic is so hard to get and you know i maybe i i do is you know kyle and i specifically we talk about using 1h1 setting up your page in uh, outline format um but people are still asking the question will multiple h1s hurt seo well, if if you look at Google only, you're fine. But if you look to Bing, Bing reports multiple H1s is an error. Is an error, yeah. So, you know, it's, it depends upon whether or not you're a one search engine, you know, SEO. I wonder who this, you know, who is this really catering? Is it web developers that are asking this question or is it legit SEOs? Because web developers, if... You know, they use H tags to make the coding process faster for them. So they keep asking this question and because their SEOs perhaps are saying, hey, don't do that. And they're like, oh, but John Mueller says that I can kind of. Well, you know, I think it speaks to how organized are you with your content? And if you want to send the signal, hey, I'm not very organized at all. You use multiple H1s and you nest your headings in, in bizarre orders. And, yeah. and then you just show people how disorganized your content is. Or you can get organized with your content and make it readable and have good flow and well thought out. Right. But that is an algorithms, you know, not, not really. That's more for, you know, the human part where you're trying to sell and communicate effectively. Wouldn't you think that having multiple H1s would mess up with the algorithm? I would think well, it does. I, I think the bigger problem with headings is when people use them for read more links and contact oh, yeah. us and they make a heading for the word about. The unrelated are supposed to be about your topic. They're supposed to be contextual. And when you put garbage text in a heading because it's the right font size or font weight, uh, that's kind of off topic. Yeah, good point. I don't know, this is this probably, a, a, I don't think this will ever die. <laughs> I, as a standard practice, only use one H1. Uh, John Mueller says you can use multiple. So if you want to go with what he says, go for it. To me, I think a structured page based on the outline format using one H1 and uh, using the rest of the rest of the H tags as your hierarchy for the page uh, is easier for the math. When I say the math, the algorithm to understand what the page is about and you get better ranking. So, yeah, yeah, I, I think headings should have, you know, questions. They should have your keyword variations. They should have LSI topics or they should have calls to action. Yeah. 
and if you're not doing those in your headings, then you're using them wrong. Yeah, or just wasting the, the feature or the attention getting of that heading. So yeah, you can uh, use a span tag with the exact same formats. So you know, in CSS. So don't don't misuse headings. Yeah. Interesting. I know my developers hate me because I'll make them go in and fix all that crap. So and I'll continue to do it. I don't care what John Mueller says. <laughs> Uh, Znet.com um, Google getting tougher on HTTPS. Basically, what is happening in December is uh, the what is it? Chrome 79, I think, this is the instance that's going to be. Uh, it will no longer display by default uh, mixed content. So, if you're on HTTPS digitalear.com and then you have some images that are HTTP digitalear.com, it won't show those by default. Uh, you'll be able to switch that function off to force it to show mixed content until January 2020. And then January 2020, uh, Google takes that option away from you. So this is a bit of, you know, half truth marketing. So Google is going to do this and it's going to put up, you know, some sort of scary notification in Chrome. Mm hmm. And that will affect human beha uh, human beings and their behaviors. Yep. But it, it's not necessarily algorithmic. And the reason I can say that is mobile uh, Googlebot is still using Chrome 41. <laughs> and so all this stuff they're doing isn't in the, the mobile Googlebot. So, and even the claims that Googlebot has been modernized appears to only be true on the desktop side only on the desktop you think that's because it's harder for the mobile side you know i'm i'm not sure what google's doing but you can open up your apache web logs and look at the user agent from mobile googlebot and it's chrome 41 huh. so interesting well i will say that this has been from my perspective, this has been a long time coming. We kind of everyone expected it. Google and Mozilla and pretty much everyone else said, "Hey, go to HTTPS." Um, so if you're not there, you should be. Uh, I think we. I've got one client on the digital ear sign that has is still running HTTP. He's you know dug his feet in. So we'll. But this has kind of helped me say, "Hey, it's time to upgrade." So. Uh, that's good. And it's also a point of contact. So if you're looking for leads for your SEO agency, you know, add this to an email and go, Hey, this is one of the many things that we can do to help improve your, your SEO. And, um, by the way, we're not talking out of our fourth point of contact, which is your ass if you don't know. Uh, but we're not talking out of our fourth point of contact. Um, here's Google themselves saying you have to have the HTTPS in there. And really with Let's Encrypt, uh, cPanel, I know it's there, um, or WHM, it, it makes it free. So there's uh, really no reason to do it. And if you're on a hosting company and charge you for an SSL certificate, switch hosts, go to uh, SiteGround um, or Liquid Web, uh, and you get Let's Encrypt for free for all your sites. So that's my recommendation. I think WHM has got it triggered in there too, so... Yeah, it's it's a few extra steps, um, but if it's a legitimate website, then you want to do it anyway. Yeah. 
if you're running WordPress, you don't feel like messing with the coding side to switch everything over and going into your database and changing everything. Get a really simple SSL, turn it on, push the activate button, and it does everything for you. Uh, I think there's a they've made part of it paid. So if you pay for it and then you deactivate it, it doesn't remove it. But I've deactivated it and just delete or just deleted it out of the H, the FTP and everything stays the same. So um, good plugin, especially if you don't want to dink around with the code stuff. If you know how to do the code and you know how to do all the changes in your database, knock yourself out. But um, coming from a guy who's deleted plenty of databases on websites, I don't mess with that. So. Uh, really simple SSL. Sitemaps are not worthwhile for SEO purposes. I don't. I guess the to me this uh, yeah. this statement is depends on how you use the the sitemap. Wouldn't that be accurate? Aren't they going back a ways with uh, Matt Cutts there? Yeah. <laughs> He's not even a Google employee. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, they, they are value for SEO purposes. That's kind of stupid claim. They're very diagnostic. If you separate your website pages by the type of page and create a sitemap for each, so all your product pages have a sitemap, all your category pages have a sitemap, all your brand and support pages have a sitemap. All your blog pages have a sitemap. You can diagnostically see if you have an indexing problem with a particular type of page. Mm -hmm. And that right there is why they even have value. I agree that sitemaps absolutely suck for indexing content. <laughs> um, so as far as that goes, but that's that's a Google Search Console problem. That's not a problem with with sitemaps. That's the problem that Google Search Console itself kind of sucks yeah. in processing sitemaps. Especially during this whole switch over between old and new, it's getting a little clunky. So I use HTML sitemaps. So when we talked about um, silos on Fight Club and I talked about having that location page send all your links to that and then it passes the juice to the uh, location pages you use you can use site the html sitemaps in the same the same way oh yeah and html yeah. sitemaps so when i was commenting before that was the xml sitemaps within google search console yeah so you have to work hard to get value out of those and that's pretty much the only way you can get value out of those html sitemaps hugely valuable that's how you get content indexed <laughs> yeah so if you have you know 1200 pages to get indexed by you know day after tomorrow html sitemap is your only route yeah terry samuels showed a method like that in uh spring training and that's been long enough to go i'll tell you but basically on his location pages he uses an accordion uh and then puts all the citations in that accordion which is essentially the same thing you would do with HTML sitemap, but internal. But so, I, and yeah, I, those are indexing great for him now. So I could not disagree more with John Mueller's statement that HTML sitemaps are not worthwhile for SEO. He yeah. he clearly doesn't know SEO if he's making that claim. What do you think about user perspective from an HTML site that, like, you put it on your site, you get the link sitemaps, and then the yeah, user they're to, what they're not for human beings. They're they're for algorithms could you, you know? leverage that though like you're doing let's say you're doing the silos like kyle and i talk about and 
you have those supporting articles and someone's looking for Houston SEO, for instance, and they click the sitemap and see the supporting articles for your Houston SEO. Well, um, I, ideally your primary navigation is built for humans. So uh -huh. if your humans have a need for that, your primary navigation should have it covered. All right. Uh, but your your sitemap for algorithms, which is kind of a dump of, you know, here's everything to discover. Yeah. I mean, that you don't put in your primary navigation. You put it in your footer or something somewhere right. else on the page. So if users are going to it, then you got a navigation issue that you need to address. Yeah. Typically, I would expect no human beings to use the sitemap. And if you see in your logs that they are, find out what they're clicking on and get that into your primary nav. Yeah, that makes sense. Sweet. Uh, same thing with your site search. If people are site searching for something that isn't in your primary nav, those are ca uh, candidates to get into that navigation. Because I guarantee you're losing a lot more traffic for not having it there. Yeah, yeah. Perfect. Here's another one. Links do not expire, but they may become less important over time. Um, we had this discussion at the conference where we were talking about um, links when they're, once they're de-indexed um, or deleted. Link echo is what Dory Friend talked about. Uh, she's talked about it in the SIA too, so I'm not giving anything away from the VIP day, but um, this is kind of along the same lines where you have a link that's say a year old and you're all, you know, happy and excited. I got this year old link on this DA, whatever. Um, John's saying, Hey, that, that link is less valuable today than it was a year ago when you first got it. And well, tech, Technically, this is John Mueller contradicting himself again, because, you know, within the past year, John Mueller also said that, uh, no index follows eventually turn into no index no follows. So that's an expiration. So they become less important. <laughs> so it, it's a total 180 on his own claim. Yeah. But of course, uh, SE Roundtable will never call him out on that. Yeah. Well, in Barry's defense, he is a reporter. Uh, in the niche so well i mean hold people accountable a, when they're uh, being inconsistent ask questions reporters ask questions. cnn geez yeah <laughs> 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 uh, let's see um yeah but that's that links i uh, to me i think if you like I, we had, I had this discussion with someone the other day on link velocity and you should be always building new links to your projects. You should not stop. Uh, whether that's a high velocity or low velocity, that's just up to you. My laziness is always deferred to low. So I build what I need to match the competition and then I just go above and beyond and I can uh, do that slowly and I don't have to worry about a link philosophy as it were. Uh, but this is just an indication uh, or a good argument for why you should have continuing SEO services or why you should be doing SEO continuously over time. It's not a rank and then leave it um, because there's several factors. Other SEOs could be still working on it and, and overtake you. Your links can be um, deleted. The link echo goes away or your links become less important. So uh, this is a, yet another good case, at least from that perspective, on why continuing SEO services are needed for everybody's business. 
Uh, let's see. Elementor. I don't use Elementor. I found the early parts of this uh, Word, WordPress page builder were clunky, added a whole lot of extra code everywhere. Um, but in their defense, everyone does. But this one in particular added more than I was, uh, was happy with, uh, especially doing all the page beat stuff. That said, supposedly they're getting better. Um, and I know that a ton of people watching the show or listening to podcasts, et cetera, are um, using Elementor. So if you're using that, using Google Tag Manager, which you should be, uh, this is a way um, to integrate Tag Manager into your forms and to make sure you get good, accurate tracking. Uh, so you know your numbers. Um, uh, I will say that Annalise Mania has got a couple good courses. The GTM course is great. So if you're not messing around with uh, Google Tag Manager, you can't go wrong with this course. Uh, so check that out. And I won't dig too much into the, the topic and going through here, but you can see step-by-step -step pictures are there, everything that you need to do uh, to knock it all out. And uh, I think you'll get some, some value out of knowing who's filling out your stuff and your conversions and all that stuff too. So uh, make sure you check this post out if you're using Elementor. Uh, this one's from drift.com step-by-step guide to solving your landing page problems. Drift is a auto responder. Um, I think I, I've used it once for company stuff. Then we just kind of switched over to something else, but it's still pretty good. Uh, it goes over the basics. What is a landing page? And then some optimization stuff uh, that is pretty interesting, i.e. define your value preposition and uh, your measurements. Probably measurements is be one of the more important things there, especially um, when you start doing your testing. Uh, design an intuitive user experience. The one's kind of, you know, broad uh, in my opinion, but there's some great points to look at and run tests and experiments, which is the key to SEO Fight Club and pretty much everything that we do uh, as marketers. You should be running tests, running exper experiments, doing variations, et cetera. Uh, yeah. And you can rank landing pages. So uh, if you use your PPC budget, run the test, experiments, find the best one, and then rank the best one, uh, that's a, a sound way to go to use to leverage organic and PPC. Yeah, this Which is, is why I wanted to point this out is because most of these pages are all talk about PPC or just optimizing it uh, and don't consider search. And these guys actually considered search down in this box down here, which is really cool. Go ahead. Yeah, this is critical to channel marketing. I mean, this is the fundamental of getting channel marketing to work is you don't run one campaign, you know, or you don't run one ad, you don't run one landing page, you run multiple and you figure out which ones perform best. And, you know, that's that's the key. So no matter what channel you're in, it's always going to be testing. Yeah, this is awesome. Uh, Radiustheme.com. Schema plugins. This is another topic that came up in the um, conferences. Which schema plugin do you use? Um and I will say, I'm not naive. You can't write schema for 25,000 products. Well, you could, but, you know, that's a year project. And then just no one's going to stick with you for a year while you write the schema for it. So um, you got to have some tools to make little things a little bit easier. Uh, and some of these plugins are actually pretty good. I've leveraged some of them. Uh, and others I did. And then I deleted. Uh, WP Structured Data Schema is actually a really cool plugin. 
they build on it, let you pay some more and stuff and uh, et cetera. This code is structured uh, fairly well. It's not as good as if you wrote it by yourself, obviously, but it's structured really well. I use yeah, for, Yoast Premium. Oh, go ahead, Ted. Oh, I was going to say for, you know, for enterprise SEO, the challenge changes. You're now mapping database fields to schema fields and then writing a, uh, a, a project specification for the web developers to make that happen. Uh, or you can use a schema app and they have a, uh, a, an option that does what you talked about but it's like stupid expensive. <laughs> and the downside to schema app is as soon as you stop paying for it all and you remove the plugin or remove your account, all that schema that was published on your site is gone. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so it's usually better just to make the web developers put it in. Yeah, for sure. Uh, this one is talked about by every, a lot of people. I've seen more and more messages saying that there's some issues with the schema and, and the implementation. Uh, but rank math is still popular within the community. I've never seen this one. I've used this one before and seen it on client sites is actually pretty good. Uh, and I believe there's a pre premium version. Yep. Here you go. Premium version. So you can do custom po post types, et cetera. Uh, and then this one I've not seen before. Uh, it is the first one that I've seen that actually addresses AMP and the compatibility of the two. So um Definitely some options out there. Again, I just use Yoast Premium, especially for most of my sites. They went uh, pretty deep into schema um, and they look like they're planning on keeping that updated, which is really the key when you're dealing with plugins. So they're gonna keep it updated in with the standard. Yeah, I, I like the uh, user interface of Rank Math, but I'll be honest, I really have no basis for comparison on how well they perform in the rankings. I think it's really uh, user interface and the features and ease of use. Uh, for for someone who's probably advanced, like at your level, you know, you're not going to need all the advice and recommendations and everything else that is thrown into a plugin, like SEO Presser or Yoast's recommendations for that matter. I turn all that crap off. Um, and a lot of it is, you know, like on-page analysis and in some of these plugins and all that madness. And really, I don't need any of that um, because I've been doing it for so long. Those are, they're perfect for beginners. Don't get me wrong. You're going to learn a lot by using those things. But at some point, you just kind of outgrow that stuff, um, which is why I lean more towards the technical do it and figure it out on your own kind of plugins or options where you can shut off things like Yoast. You can shut off all those analysis things and all that madness. So. Uh, which is like why this WPSEO structured data schema kind of, you know, attracted me schema app. It's really good. It just, there's a learning curve to it. And if you stop using it then you got to relearn the stupid thing, um, they try to make decent videos out of it and their support is really helpful. It's a hundred dollars a month for multiple sites. Um, but you don't get the enterprise features. Uh, so if you're trying to mark up a page with 25,000, you're going to be spending a lot more. And I can't, I think it was like a thousand dollars a month for that. that oh, option. that's ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> Especially with something that's going to be deleted after you're done with it. So. Cause honestly, honestly, it's like a two week project for one developer at any large online retailer. So yeah. it's not going to be worth that amount of money. Yeah. All right. 
this one, uh, Christopher Ben Benitez over at DFY Links. It's uh, techniques to get free backlinks to your website. I like this one just because I use these to hide stuff. Hold on, my stupid uh, I use these to you know to pillow pillow if you want to work or just hide your good links into so you find some uh, decent do follow or you know easy to acquire links um, there's some solutions in here i wanted to scroll down do splash is cool um, growth hackers i've submitted content there you get traffic from that uh, site biz sugar um, sometimes you get traffic from there more often than not you end up in the voting crowd and you know these are all friends that vote each other up, but it's possible uh, scoop it. I leverage a lot. So I would check this stuff out and see what you can get. Out of it. Uh, let's see. And then Harrow. Harrow is, if you're an SEO writer looking for people to, who are, who are wanting to write SEO articles, don't even mess with it. Uh, but if you're, um, you know, in the health niche and all those other outside niches where you can add some value and stuff, this is a, a really good opportunity to reach out, especially on behalf of your clients. Just, you know, if you have to, you just pretend you're them uh, and you can get some good cite citations um, from the people that are leveraging Hero. I wanted to try it out in the reverse and start asking for um, people to, you know, get out of the, the Facebook crowds of the groups and get exposure to some different people and, and their opinions for uh content for my website so i'm gonna switch that around and see how that goes uh and let's see there's one other one in here uh product hunt um this one's still growing and i think if you're into a SaaS and you're promoting that stuff and this is a good place to try it out uh, ted have you did you put have you put cora in there in the product hunt uh, no, actually, I haven't. I probably should. They got a lot of reach out there and a lot of people and a really good mailing list. So, um, and as your, your software gets more votes, you can see that voting system right there. It hits the, the emails and it goes out to everybody. So uh, I would try that out and then just use a, use the ING community to go in there and upvote that thing and get some more exposure. Um, it's really cool. Uh, I honestly, I spend a lot of money on a product hunt, just the stuff that's in there and found. So um, it'd be a good opportunity. Again, there's some more link building stuff in here. And I think there's a Facebook group that's mentioned. Uh, yeah, this do follow link sharing Facebook group. I was in there for a bit. Uh, it's, it's, it's okay. Um, you have to submit to do follow links to the group and then you'll get, which allows you to stay in. Uh, and then you'll get a um, other people will share theirs and you kind of put that all together. Um, I want to leverage it a little bit more and see if I can put together a list of links. I know what's in there and be able to keep up with it a lot better. Um, but there's, you know, it's crowdsourcing link opportunities. So I think it's pretty cool. Uh, and that's it. You can see the great infographic stuff. Uh, Teddy, I don't know. Have you ever... In the e-com, have you used infographics to generate traffic or links? Um, well, you know, in, in SEO, I've, you know, found from time to time, I, I would look at infographics to find what are the common denominators that people claim work. Mm -hmm. 
Um, you know, I think there is some like 101 value to infographics. I think there's an audience for them. Um, you know, but it, at the higher levels of content, I've never found answers from them. You know, one of the most interesting infographics I think I've ever seen was the periodic table of SEO factors. Oh, yeah. uh, the fact that they group the factors, but you know, the, the truth is, is there's just as much bullshit in that graphic as there is <laughs> in any other blog post on SEO. You know, if it's not coming with the research showing, you know, which ones are, you know, the most compelling by correlation or, you know, something to back it up, uh, you know, by experimental research, you know, something. Yeah. Um, then it's all just, you know, any other list of, you know, SEO theories. For sure. Um, I, I've but, used them um, on uh, Pinterest. So, like, I go to Pinterest, I'll find a popular one, and then I'll create a blog post about it. And then I'll take that and pin it to my account, and that generates a, a lot of traffic uh, and the shares of that pin, which is essentially link building inside of that Pinterest community. So, Yeah, so in, in, in my presentation at NFG Rockstars, I showed people how I dominate, you know, all of page one and half of page two. And image SEO is most definitely part of that. Pinterest is a great tool for getting that part of the page. Wait, wait, you showed real life proof of your ranking results? I'm never doing it again. <laughs> but yes, it happened at NFG Rockstars. It is the only time in my whole career I have shown past work. <laughs> but I figured, you know, people called us out for proof. So I showed some proof. Showed some proof. You did. I, I was surprised, to be completely honest. So. So if you want to see it, by the get beat up Jordan and, and check out the uh, the recordings. That's all I can say about that. Uh, let's see. And this is e-commerce conversion rates. One of the closest out was Ted. His presentation was on e-commerce and some opportunities and stuff. And this is conversions, uh, not SEO, but just as important. And some of the topics are stock scarcity. Uh, how have do you leverage stock scarcity? Like, I always yeah. find it kind of you know, if it is magical, and I recommend that all online retailers do it. And the way you want to code it in, and I, I don't think Shopify or anybody does this, so if they're listening, hopefully they update. But if you have a custom store and a web developer, you set a threshold field in the database for inventory. And when you fall below that threshold, you activate your nearly sold out <laughs> messaging. And so you get bold and red and you say nearly sold out. And all of a sudden that helps you empty those pick bins that only have a handful of units in them your warehouse people love you when you get rid of those nearly sold out bins and they go to empty because they can reclaim the much needed shelf space, which is a finite resource for an online retailer. So if you can implement nearly sold out, it is a magical feature that boosts sales. A little off topic, but what do you think about using scarcity for digital products? 
it works too, but if people know you're bullshitting, it can blow up in your face. Yeah. So it's much better for physical products that actually can sell out. Yeah, I think if you use it for digital stuff and like we're only gonna let three or four more people in, etc., it just kind of gets overplayed. Uh, Matt Diggity is using it pretty well right now because of the uh, Chiang Mai conference and he sold out and he keeps talking about people who saying, you know, um, look, it's sold out. We're not going to allow you to buy more tickets, blah, blah, blah. And I'm just waiting for the other shoe to drop and go, oh, we found five more spaces. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, the, <laughs> the proper way to do it with digital and things like courses and conferences is the early bird special. So mm -hmm. the people who sign up early get this special pricing, get this extra value. And then the way that you commit to that is you say, hey, we have to honor our promise to everyone who signed up early. Yeah. And that's the proper way to do that. Uh, you don't want to say we sold out. You got to say we have to honor the promises we made to our early bird uh, takers. Right. I like Brian Dean's use of it here's our new version of this course it's available for seven days and you won't see it again until next quarter so that's a good form of scarcity for yep. a digital product of course yeah blackout dates on it so you can't have access for a while yeah this is an interesting one i haven't seen this one used a lot of size scarcity uh so that's pretty cool i've seen sites actually put the number left of that size too so uh that helps out yeah, yeah, that's, uh, that's a big problem because there are popular sizes and online retailers will sell out uh, of all the popular sizes. And then what do you do? You have a product that basically disappoints when most people visit it. Yeah. And so one, one thing you can do is uh, uh, try to show from the category pages what sizes are left in stock and if you have uh faceted navigation allow people to search for their size up front oh that makes sense uh, let's see time bound purchase for next day shipping like amazon does have you leveraged that yeah and this is actually a huge deal to online retailers especially as you get close to shipping cutoffs for for the holiday season um, getting an extra day of shipping orders to people before the holiday is huge so if you can get that expedited shipping for one more day uh, you know to some retailers that's a couple million dollars yeah. <laughs> so you know that's really important and when people really want it to be there like there's a shipping cutoff for getting flowers to mom on mother's day there's a shipping cutoff for the the christmas holiday um that's a very important thing especially when 80 percent of your sales happen in q4 you got to be on top of shipping cutoff uh and then the last one i've seen this a lot is the abandoned cart item limited time discount on abandoned cart items oh yeah it's huge there there are SaaS services that will manage your uh abandoned cart uh reminder emails and viewed recently emails and uh remember to 
go and leave a review emails there's there's a million of those kinds of little scenarios and mm -hmm. you can absolutely boost your uh, email revenue by partaking of those tracking pixels and marketing campaigns nice as a consumer it's good you sign up for those and then leave your cart and see if they have hidden certificates or discounts so <laughs> yeah yeah and i believe i believe the way these services work is the retailer already has you on a mailing list and because there's an email with a tracking pixel and the tracking pixel on the website they can link the behavior to the recipient of the email or after you add the card it asks for your email just like you know, you submit it, add to cart, ask for your email, you go to the cart, and then if you leave, it's already, you've, they've captured it. Yeah, yeah. So there's there's some way that they tie the pixel to the mailing list. Yeah. Nice. All right. That is it. And that's, uh, that one, this story is on bwo.com. You want to check that out. Uh, a really good write-up. I haven't seen the very many write-ups include as many uh, different options for um, conversion so i would check it out and test those especially if you're in the e-commerce space uh, or affiliate with the e-commerce kind of funnel looking at your website so i would check all those things out and that's the it for the stories so let me stop sharing the screen go back to my happy face so i want to talk about uh rock stars and some of the takeaways i got a couple i don't want to dominate the totally but um, wait 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 Wait, are we allowed to do this? Didn't we sign stuff? Well, they're going they're going to um, release the recordings, and I'm not doing the VIP day. I'm keeping all that stuff myself. So, and there's some in here that I'm not sharing either. <laughs> okay, um, but they're going to sell the recordings, so the stuff will be out anyway in a couple of weeks. So, if you want to get more, obviously, I'm not giving away everything. I'm just giving away my notes, and you can see I write really small notes. So. Um, one of the things that I liked, and we talked about the blueprint system from Ryan Stewart, and that is grouping files by client, not to the staff, which was really, that was a hard lesson learned for my agency. I know you don't do much client stuff now. Um, and you had that one super big client for the longest time, but do you, in project management, what are like your key lesson that you got out of project management that everyone should be applying uh, well, uh, you have to have a system and you have to be strict about the system. I mean, that's the, the, the whole key, you know, I, I've always been a fan of scrum because, you know, just a five minute touch base keeps everybody motivated to get stuff done because mm -hmm. you don't ever want to show up and say, well, I did nothing. You know, <laughs> It's, it's basically peer pressure to get it done. And mm -hmm. so. You know, you got to find what works for you. Uh, you know, some people like Kanban, some people like Waterfall, and they just want to have everything documented up front so they can just hammer it out. Uh, you know, it's just whatever works for you, go with that. I found that that philosophy is cool, but you also have to take your team into account. Yeah, yeah. Um, and if they're not going to use that system, then it kind of defeats the purpose because you're always fighting them to use the system. <laughs> yeah, you know, some people hate Jira. You know, I find Jira is basic enough that it does what I need. Some people want to use 
other tools like I don't even know what that is. What the hell is Jira? <laughs> it, you know, it's the tools that the developers use for tracking the work and uh, okay. what what part of the process it's in, and and they can all do these different methodologies, you know, but some do certain things better like jira kind of sucks at burn down charts but not everybody uses burn down charts so yeah well you're right uses agile gets scrum uses scrum yeah yeah um, yeah yeah okay got it uh and then the other one i wanted to share is this is a quote from Corey rose uh, if you've never seen or heard that guy talk is a great presentation um and he talks about uh, I have a video from him. I don't. I don't know if I'm allowed to share it or not. He gave it was semantic mastery. Maybe I'll read it out to Corey and see if it's okay to share it now since it's been a couple of years. But uh, he went through his sales process. He did it a little bit this time too during the conference. But the key quote I got out of him was: "Every dollar you earn is a certificate of appreciation for a job well done." I think that's pretty cool. So if you like this recognition of yourself, that's a good way to think of how you know, your money is. Yeah, yeah. That's like a different spin on a similar one. If your sole intention is to make money, you probably won't. <laughs> yeah, I, honestly, I'd like to get Corey on because he's, he's a great talker. It was a great presentation. Um, he's loud. So next time, Jordan, if we have him, we turn down the speakers a little bit. But you know, you got your attention for, for sure. Um, and then there's some other stuff in here. I think I'm not going to share the rest of that. Uh, our one book reference, uh, Built to Sell. I didn't get the author of that. So um, I'll check that out and see yeah. what that book is. And, and to, uh, uh, to walk back uh, my opinion a little bit on, on Craig Campbell's stuff, he lives in a different country, so jurisdiction matters yeah. a lot. Uh, but that the stuff he recommended scared me. He operates at a different level of black hat than I would. Yeah, I think you really the value of that is knowing what other people are willing to do. Yeah, yeah. So, in, in terms of understanding what you're up against, yeah, yeah, that's very real. And his stuff was really clever. Like he is a smart guy. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'd be careful about uh, doing the things he does. Uh, <laughs> definitely look into your local laws first. Yeah. But yeah, it, it, even with mine, I, like I, my presentation, I talked about a negative SEO technique, not to teach you how to do negative SEO, but to teach you this is the method. Now you should be looking for it. And we, none of us were, you know, at the end of the day, you wouldn't know about it if you're not aware of that technique. I think it's where the value of Craig's thing comes in. I think there's probably 99.9% of people who wouldn't do what he was talking about. And to caveat on Craig, he's not doing it anymore. Um, but you know, this is stuff that it's real, it's happening uh, yeah. and it's happening every day. So um, yeah. Yeah. You know if, what's there. if you want to understand what you're up against, you need to, you need to know. Yeah. And like Jordan said, Craig only touched on a fraction of what people do in terms of black hat, which is scary. And it, it really is. And well, I, and I think Jordan made that conversation. <laughs> there's the white hat, there's black hat, and then there's jail hat. And what Craig was talking about. Yeah, yeah. And, and there's a big distinction. Like, I don't think black hat is doing the illegal stuff. Black hat means you're doing SEO that works despite what the the webmaster guidelines are there's no mm -hmm. crime in that there's what google disapproves of and that's yeah. not a law 
um, the illegal stuff is illegal. <laughs> if you go to a black hat forum and and start telling people, hey, you should do this illegal stuff, you'll probably get banned instantly. Yeah. Because uh, that's not what Black Cat is. So, right. Oh, all right. Let's see. We have one question. Um, Clint, can you share in which videos you talked about prospecting, cold emailing in detail? I remember um, watching it. I can't find it. I think it could be SIA. It was actually a Tuesday chat that we did in SIA with Kyle, uh, myself, and Brian Hong. Brian did the whole presentation, he gave the presentation to me um i'll check again but i'm pretty sure i asked him if i could use the presentation and, and reteach that uh some more and that's hands down is the best process it's still to this day after he taught it the one that we use uh just because it's a lot uh it's broken down like dummy style and here's the steps and this is the software we use this is the outreach we get um and i've used brian hong's service and then get really quality posts uh following those steps so i'll ask him again if i can use that and then uh, i'll do um maybe we'll get him on here to talk about it himself if he wants to and if he doesn't then uh, i'll see if we can get if i can get permission to actually see his presentation uh let's see um another question is where can we buy the presentations of the recording stories already announced it uh in an email i deleted the email because i don't I'm not going to buy the recordings. I just took good notes. Um, but um, when Jordan uh, announces it publicly, you can find it on his Facebook thing. And then um, maybe by next week, he'll have it and you can get the link directly. But uh, I know for a fact, if you're on Dory's list, the, there's a um, an option to buy it. I just really don't know the URL. I, I apologize for that. Somebody's asking for your nugget drop, but honestly, I, I can't talk about it. I signed a contract saying I wouldn't. Yeah. So the only way you can get it is through their videos. Yeah, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna <laughs> I would, I'm not gonna give it away on, on Fight Club. It's not because I want you to buy the recordings, it's just because there's less people that are using it, the more effective it is. Um, but if you buy the recordings, it's in there. So I honestly, I thought the, the conference was not going to be recorded. And then Jordan told me like a week ago that it was, and I deleted that section completely from my presentation. But uh, I just decided that, you know, I wanted to provide some value. So I added it in there. So yeah, I'm pretty I'm certain talking about it again. So I can tell you that much. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty certain you made industry enemies by sharing that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, all right let's see and that's it if you guys have any more questions that would be awesome um, otherwise i think we'll call it it's been an hour i appreciate you guys coming uh again thank you for allowing me to take that week break for nfg uh, maybe next time uh, we'll do it live we talked about doing fight club live and we didn't do it but that would have been cool all of us on rum or whiskey or whatever our preferred oh, drink was and yeah that, that airport <laughs> uh internet sucked there's no <laughs> way we could have done it from that hotel uh so if you can leave me uh ups, uh thumbs up thumbs down uh share whatever hit the bell log in the notifications and stuff interaction and engagement is engagement so like us or not you know well, you're engaging with us i'm happy uh dj jesus so creds black hat stuff is in the recordings uh yeah that'll be in the recordings again he talks about the things he doesn't like go step by step you're going to do this this and this he's just these are some methods that are being used or were used or currently are being used 
uh, and points out some of the the stuff. But he's not gonna, for obvious reasons, just you know, this is do this, do this, do this. Is not yeah. Don't anywhere. don't do what he says to do. Just yeah. know so you don't fall prey to those things. But don't do it. It's right. it's gonna get you in trouble. Yeah, being aware and knowing what to look for is the best bet, and educating your staff uh will save you a lot of time with the social engineering stuff that he's talking about so uh fight club tomorrow ted what are we talking about we are gonna talk about anything it's an ama so if you're in the chat groups we sent out a form and you can get uh, priority uh on your questions by asking in the form we put in the groups and if you aren't in the groups, uh, bring your questions and ask them in chat. We'll try to get a, to as many of those as we can as well. Yeah, uh, sure. But space is limited. So if it's really important, I recommend you get into uh, the IMG group or the Cora group or the NFG groups and uh, find the form and ask there to get priority. Yep. And easy is it's on my uh, profile as well. So. Um ask questions those are the shows we like to do we can talk at you guys all day long but it's more fun to talk with you so uh and that's the same for seo this week so i'd like to thank you all for watching episode 137 ted thanks for joining me i appreciate it thank you for having me 